Gang, since they opened in 2012, I've been talking about the amazing rehearsal spaces and fabulous recording studio at Space Rehearsal and Recording here in Austin. Well, gang, Space has upped their game over the last couple of years and added a couple of new factions. One is a video production studio. Space ATX has taken the major leap forward in their evolution to serve Austin's music community with their new video production department. They're now offering professional video production for bands, live streaming, live sessions, podcasts, and just about anything you can imagine. They've also added a creator studio. Maybe you want to take your TikTok or YouTube videos to the next level, or it's time to stop using your cell phone pics for all of your PR photos. Their newest production room is waiting for you. You can also book their in-house video or photography services or bring a freelancer to get the job done yourself. That's space, rehearsal, and recording located just a few short miles south of downtown Austin. They now offer rehearsal studios, audio recording, video production, a creator studio, and more. Go to spaceatx.com to find out more. And take the talent train from Schmoesville to ProTown with space, rehearsal, recording, and video production. Let's get down. Hey, gang, I want to thank you for listening to this episode of How Did I Get Here? I know you have a lot of choices out there, and the fact that you're listening to this episode right now is not lost on me, so thank you. I'm not sure what platform you're listening on, but whatever platform you're on, give us a follow. And if you like what you hear, leave us a rating. It takes just a second, and it means the world to me. Plus, it really helps the show. So thank you in advance. And remember, the last 100 episodes of How Did I Get Here are available on all streaming services. Now, enjoy the show. Johnny, I'm your host. Welcome to the show. I hope you guys all had a good weekend, whatever it is you did this weekend. Gang, I had a really good weekend, man. Skyrocket played at Hill Country Barbecue in New York City on Friday and Saturday night. And uh, we had a fucking blast, man. Friday was a public show. Saturday was a private show. We were playing a lady's 50th uh, birthday party. And we had played her 40th birthday party there 10 years ago, obviously. Um, but yeah, it was a great, great time. Saw a lot of old friends. Got to go to my friend Joseph's bar. Joseph King, who is a dear old friend of mine. If you listen to the show, he's been on a bunch of times. Had that band Deadbeat Darling. He had a band called Canvas here in Austin. I produced their record. He and I are extremely close. We used to do these duo shows like for years. And we still do. We just did one uh, a few months ago. Like I think in July or August over at over at uh, the Volstead. Anyway, he's got this great place in Bushwick, Brooklyn called uh, Sleepwalk, Sleepwalk NYC. Look it up on, on Instagram. It's a really nice place. It was fabulous. I was really proud of him. His place is great. Uh, the shows were great. It was great to see a lot of old friends, not just Joseph. I saw my old friend Conrad Meissner and his wife Lisa, who I haven't seen in a couple of decades, like easy 20 years. Great to see them. They, they have grown children now. Everyone's older and just more laid back. I still... We actually all went to Bushwick from the from the gig. They actually, they live in Brooklyn, Conrad and Lisa, and they give Catherine and our sound lady and me a ride out there to go have a drink at Joseph's Bar. Man, it was so fun. We had a really great time. Stayed out very late. You know, I realized that like, 
as I get older, like the sort of like launch time, like I can go out to a place, right? If Say you have a gig at like 1130. But if I wanted to go from my house and leave, get ready to go at like 10 or 1030 or 11 or something, I, that is virtually impossible for me to do. But if I'm out already at 11, then I'll just cruise to your gig, right? It's just hard to launch from home. So it was weird going to a place like at midnight, like jumping <laughs> jumping in a car, going to a place till like three in the morning in a different town and then going back to Manhattan in an Uber. Uh, Saturday, the private show was really good. And uh, we had a really good time. That lady was really happy and sent us actually a really nice uh, email saying what a great time she had with us. And fr- uh, Sunday, we just kind of like hung out, went and had breakfast and uh, went and hung out at a bar. My friend Joseph came and met us in the city. And we just had a few beers and got ready to go. You know, those whirlwind trips are insane. And you know, all the stuff that people are saying about New York, like all this, my sister was asking me if there's still a lot of people there. because <laughs> She thinks everybody's moved out because of whatever she sees on Fox News or whatever, but it's fine. It's the same. It's exactly the same. Just a lot more weed dispensaries everywhere and a lot more people smoking weed on the streets, which to me doesn't, isn't, isn't usually a sign of like a violent culture, if you ask me. I trust those weed guys, right? They get mellow. <laughs> In fact, the only time, like the only time I felt any kind of threatening presence, this is not a lie. We were staying near Madison Square Garden and we walked to our gig and walked around two sides of Madison Square Garden to get to where our gig was, right? So as we were walking on Friday night, Bill Burr was playing. He, he, was, he was doing a show at, and the crowd was not threatening really. Everyone seemed mellow, having a good time. The next night, we were walking to the show on Saturday night, and it turns out, it, it, like we started walking down one side of, of, uh, of Madison Square Garden, and then someone was like, hey, this is really, like the vibe was totally different, very intense, and we found out later that there was a UFC fight. So the only thing that really scared me in New York wasn't like the quote-unquote crime that everyone's talking about all the time. It was the uh, the white dudes going to the UFC fight that scared the shit out of me the most. But listen, gang, had a great weekend, had a great, great time playing, had a great time hanging. Me and Corey Glazer uh, shared a room. We just hung out the whole time. I haven't spent that much time with him in a long time. And uh, when you go out and you spend like 50-something hours with, with one of your bros, can be really, really fun. A great bonding time. We did a lot of talking, did a lot of listening to music, talking about music, talking about life, going on long walks. I love New York City, man. And, oh my God, one more thing I will say that was really cool was since COVID, they started moving the tables kind of out, like in the East Village and stuff. Some of the restaurants have like a whole eating section like in the street on the other side of the, of the sidewalk, if you know what I'm saying. And that's kind of stayed. And even though it might mess with traffic a little bit, I, I think it's really cool. Like every place now has like an outdoor street seating part of their restaurant, even uh, even Hill Country Barbecue. And I will say, if you live in New York and you've never been there and had barbecue, and if you miss Texas barbecue and you love Texas barbecue, this place is up there with all the greats. All right, gang, I have a great show for you today. Fantastic show for you today. Eric Baker, who is the keyboard player for Shiny Ribs, and he used to be the keyboard player for Tomar and the FCs, has a solo band. His own, his own career, if you will. 
as a singer-songwriter. He plays under the name Wrongbird, and he's just been putting out some singles. He just dropped a single called Mr. April. That single is available now. You can find it at wrongbird.bandcamp.com or wherever it is that you stream and download music. He's got a brand new single called Western Hero dropping this Friday, November 17th. And he is having a single release party on Saturday, November 18th here in Austin at the Saxon Pub with special guest David Jimenez. Uh, I guess you can go to that by, you can find out more about it by going to wrongbird.bandcamp.com, following them on Instagram or going to the saxonpub.com or just showing up and buying some tickets, right? <laughs> you can still get tickets at the door. Um, at, fantastic conversation. We have a lot of keyboard playing uh, bonding conversations about keyboards and what he likes to use, what he uses with shiny ribs. We have a great talk about sort of like how his musical influences come from being like he wanted, he came to Austin with the intention of being the piano rock guy here in Austin. Since it's a town of guitar slayers and guitar slingers, uh, he wanted to be the piano rock guy. And uh, to me, his music in an elevator pitch, I even tell him, would be like a cross between Ben Folds and Rufus Wainwright, like that kind of thing. But he's a fantastic songwriter, a fucking amazing musician. If you've been seeing Shiny Ribs or heard their last album, that's him all over it. And of course, with Tomar and the FCs. So yeah, we have a really great conversation about being keyboard players, his journey in music and what he's looking for and what he's trying to do with this band, Wrongbird. And uh, you can get out there and see them, as I said, this Saturday night, November 18th at Saxon Pub, their single release party for their beautiful song, Western Hero, which drops this Friday, November 17th. Now, you guys are lucky. Uh, Eric Baker slid me a copy of this uh, Western Hero, and you're going to hear it in, its, in pieces. You're not going to hear it in its entirety, but you're going to get a little taste of what you're, what you're up for on Friday. Gorgeous song, Western Hero, Wrongbird's the band. Find them at wrongbird.bandcamp.com. I really had a great time talking to Eric Baker. I feel like I have a new friend and like a keyboard bro. He's my keyboard bro. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, me and my keyboard bro, Eric Baker from Wrongbird. Let's get down. M3 Hammond and it's, it just needs work and I've been putting it off for so long. Yeah. I want to I want to chop it eventually so I can do like the put it to a Leslie and like basically, oh, yeah. basically have like a B3 Junior is what I want to do eventually. Yeah. But I've been putting that off. I'm su- I'm such like not a gear collector guy. I always have something else I'd, I'd like right. I'll, I'll buy that eventually and then I never do. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. What um, like in your like shiny rib setup what is your setup? Like what do you use? Yeah. And I'm I am, listening. I'm just uh, oh sure sure yeah i mean i i'm the easiest guy i i literally have been using just my nord i have a nord electro 5 and it's the one with the draw bars on it. it's like the 5d model uh so so i i've been using that uh and because on that gig it's mostly like organs pianos whirlies yeah which is basically what that, that's basically what i do primarily you know like i don't i'm not really a synth guy i never 
I, I kind of was a piano purist even growing up. I was like, I'm going to be a piano player. I want to do like piano rock, you know. And then I accidentally joined a soul band with the FCs and then <laughs> accidentally joined a funk band. Like I kind of stumbled into all this stuff where I, it was like trial by fire and I learned a new skill. So picked up the B3 stuff from, from joining those kinds of groups and then Whirly stuff, you know, electric piano and all that. Yeah. So, so I, I uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm still like, those are like my three main channels I have electric piano whirly and b3 yeah. and then piano basically and then so the the nord does all that great and then i uh some of the new songs on the latest shiny ribs record i there you know he's kind of got a little more experimental this time around in terms of some of the you know sounds that they use keyboard wise especially uh from the production of that record right. so so i had to stretch myself a little bit my, my, my friend micah matenko actually i I, I, I lent him yeah. uh my keyboard for a gig because he was touring i think with wild child and like had to had to he just had to borrow one because it was like the bus is coming back with the gear like that whole thing uh so i lent it to him and i was like yeah and, and no worries but can you show me how to use this thing really it's <laughs> so like it's fullest potential because i'm like scratching the surface so we had a great talk and he kind of showed me some some uh, tips and tricks and so i've been using that more he's uh, great he's really good with tips and tricks yeah yeah <laughs> one of the best yeah he really is i i, I appreciate his uh his lessons <laughs> yeah he really and he's even been uh this on like instagram i've seen yeah, yeah. Like, he's been like you know that sound in that snoop dogg song here's how you do that and i'm like wow <laughs> i don't know like that was so it blows my mind that kind of stuff i just had to do yeah. that for a uh um a depeche mode song like look oh. on youtube of a guy that <laughs> spent all his life just trying to make the sounds from just can't get enough sure you know, yeah no absolutely i mean <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole that's like it's so this was interesting about like being and being a keyboard player like yourself too it's like it's like you you can do the same like it's just the same language but different vocabulary depending on what the sound's supposed to be and like i don't know it's all like, like you can you can just be a piano player or you can be a guy who like tweaks and like works in a laboratory and like makes all these really intense sounds too it's like I, there's I so many more options when recording yeah you know what i mean oh yeah yeah like i see i reach for like i try to fuck shit up as much as i can yeah <laughs> in recording you know what i mean yeah and, and and that's you know when we've been making this new music i've like even whether it's keyboard sounds or just sounds in general instrumentation and experimenting with that like that that is something that we like to i mean like i, I always say like a show is like a picture and you take a picture but an album is like a painting where you really yeah you, you take your time with it you layer it you do whatever you want to like really just throw everything at the wall and then whatever sticks, you know, yes. uh, and, and there's no, and, and when we record with, with wrong bird stuff, we do it, uh, usually like look at the core instruments at a studio, uh, and then we'll like the, you know, drums and things that you have to do in the right room and all the mic placement and stuff. And then we'll do the rest of it at my guitar player, Michael's house. Okay. And, uh, and so, th so that way we can just like experiment with sounds and like, there's no like, all right, clock's ticking. We got to get this all done right, today. Right, right, right. It's like, what if we just had a mandolin on this chorus for no reason? <laughs> and then like, see how that sounds. And this, we just follow our instincts. And uh, yeah, it's, it's fun to get to do that. These songs are great. And your last record is great too. There's a, uh, there's a thing where like, if I had to elevator pitch it. Yeah. I would be like, uh, it, it's, it's like, uh, there's the, the pop sensibilities of, uh, of like a Ben Folds, and oh sort of the energy of a Ben Folds, but also there's like set, like some sophistication in like a Rufus Wainwright first couple albums. Oh man, well you that's know what I mean? that's really cool. I mean yeah. the, the Ben Folds comparison. It's funny how 
how I mean for me the influence was very much there. That was, was like okay, good. Oh yeah, like like seventh grade, twelve years old. Ben Folds was like it was Beatles and Ben Folds were like my two things, and I yeah. was just really into both of those. Uh, and like that was my kind of goal when I came to Austin. I was like, I'm gonna be the piano rock guy because there's no one doing like in my mind there was like there's who's, not, who's there's, the new Ben Folds guy? There's so, not. <laughs> yeah. So I it's was kind of a thinking, piano guy town. Yeah, like, although yeah. there's killer fucking piano. Players. Oh sure, yeah, that's the funny thing. I mean, there's I mean, like Matenko, you, uh, 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 guys like Red Young, who are oh like, my god, yeah, I mean, legendary. Like yeah, from from like old Austin true veterans to the new guys. But it's not it's yeah. not known for that by any means, and it's hard for to sure. find a keyboard. Like I get a bunch of gigs, and I'm not. I just started playing keyboards because I saw my <laughs> friends started a cover band. That's seriously like when yeah. Skyrocket started 22 years ago. I was like, oh, I got this Rhodes, and you guys play these songs that have Rhodes. Can I be in the band? Like, sure. Oh, man. And then years later, I'm on main stage, and I've got horn sounds and shit. <laughs> oh, sure. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it is. I, I am very, I think that keyboard players are blessed in this town because of that. Like, that. that's the plus side of it is that there's like 15 of us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Andy absolutely. Nolte. Oh, yeah. He's another power pop guy, too. Like, he's yeah. a real. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I actually don't. I never met him, actually. But, but yeah, same, same kind of that vibe. Uh, yeah. So, so we really, um, yeah. So I, I really, that was my ideal goal was I was like, I want to be the piano rock guy. And then kind of like you said, we're not really, we're more in a guitar town. I would say it's skewed more towards that. And just for whatever reason, I just kind of expanded the umbrella and I wasn't trying to be Ben Folds five part two anymore. I just kind of no, no, no. my That's, own sound. You don't get yeah. that from that, but you do like that. It's oh, there. Sure. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was kind of, it was just the way it, way it turned out. And, uh, and yeah, yeah. So, and that first record, the old stuff is like, I was like in college, made my first record ever. Like I did I didn't. It's the sound is funny because that's what probably was influencing my songwriting. But as far as the sound, I had no idea really what I was doing. I just had a producer that I trusted, and I was just like, you know, kind of. Did you do that here? Uh, that was back. I was in college. I was in Indiana. In Indiana. So okay. So it, Wrongbird originally was like a solo thing. It was just kind of like my own. Like I'm in college. I'm making music. I'm. I didn't want to be the you? Eric Baker band. Uh, I'm 28. So thank you yeah, yeah. for not being the Eric. That's a fucking. <laughs> That's the laziest. I mean, using your name, like yeah. Eric Baker. Well, yeah, that's a, okay. Yeah. That's your name. But like the Eric Baker band, like who, why would you do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. But people still do it. It is. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I honest, honest <laughs> to God. And I'll come clean. I have gotten like a, the Steve Johnson band. Hey, they've got a new album coming out. Will you have yeah. them on your podcast? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, they, they're not even creative enough to come up with. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Steve Johnson, like Love Pump, or you know what I mean? Like something any, weird, anything, just something cool. You can put anything at the end. Yeah. I, I like when there's really creative, like, and the something. Like, yeah. like, that's my favorite. If you're going to be your name, like, you have to, yeah, not just the band. It's right. We're and the, so, I mean, FCs or, you know, something like where it's like you yeah, have this cool. Exactly, just something. This cool yeah. thing besides just, we're a band and we play music. <laughs> Dude, tell me the FCs really worked out like, uh, like serendipitously, they had the name before the soccer team came. I know right? that's that really funny. I remember, <laughs> <laughs> like I'd already, you know, I, I joined later on, and that band had been around for a few years when I started up with them. But, but yeah, it is funny how the <laughs> it, it just all worked out. The planets aligned. I think that Tomar did a post where he's like at the podium for the FCs, and he's like, "We'd like to announce our new team, our organization." You know, <laughs> so that that was pretty great. He's but. such a great guy, dude. Who's I? I went and saw Tomar like with his family. You know oh, that yeah. like that band. Oh yeah, the, who's that guy that plays keyboards in that band? 
Oh, um, it's like his cousin or something. I actually, you know, the, he's and he's got like s- some dude that doesn't care. Yeah, but he's so great. <laughs> he has so many. He is such a huge family. I don't remember who plays what <laughs> yeah, instrument, yeah. to be super honest. But but their family is so. I mean, so welcoming. I got to, you know, I went over to his his. It's like his parents and then his brother Sali. Yeah, and yeah. Like, they all have like, like the parents have their house out in the country in Lulin. And then, like, all of them have, like, mini houses. They're all just building, like, around it. No shit. It's, like, this That's farm awesome. compound, like, beautiful community thing that they have going on. So, so yeah, Tom, I mean, he's it in the family for sure. I, I don't remember who their keyboard player. I, I, Plus, I'm, I'm Tomar is a unique name. name. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I so mean, Tomar is one there, that, yeah. that people, yeah. It's, it's more unique. Yeah, that was the other thing is that Eric Baker is just, like, <laughs> You could just Who's in the phone book. There's a thousand. Speaker, yeah, Mike Johnson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's just like so many of those guys. It's like Eric Baker to me sounds like a, like a computer programmer. It doesn't sound like a rock star. <laughs> so, so Wrongbird became the kind of kind of the catch-all. It's a great name uh, too, yeah. by the way. Oh yeah, thank you, man. Yeah. I, I think that there is a bit of a like inherent self-deprecation and like this kind of. Like, not like in a totally, you know, but there's there's just a, a bit of humor in the name. It's kind of tongue-in-cheek in its own right. That like, right. it's like, uh, yeah, it's 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 kind of like, it's a pun and it's goofy, but it's also like, I think a little sincere in like realizing that we all have like, not everything figured out and like. Right. I, like, I don't even yeah. read that much into it. I think of it as like a cool name, like, like Radiohead or Shiny Ribs, where the, it's just, it's a cool, it's two cool words put together. Oh yeah, and, and it's a blank slate until you hear the music, and then that's what it is. Oh yeah, you, you can totally. You know I, I think mean? you can totally project. Yeah, what you want. Hopefully, you do. I'd like I, well, I don't, yeah. I don't, I didn't have any preconceived idea of what Wrongbird sounded like, but now that I've heard Wrongbird, that's what Wrongbird yeah. is to me. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that that's yeah. in the EPK. You know, what else would an incorrect songbird do? You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's right. kind of kind of how we. Yeah, it's and we and we. You know, yeah, it's funny how we. It evolved, and now we call our stuff wrong rock, you know, instead yeah. of it's kind of all these like little shorthand. We've just kind of developed the the jargon is growing around this central kind of idea. Yeah. yeah. And it is just, yeah, it's, uh, I, I love the idea of creating your own word too. You know, yeah. you just make something out of nothing there. So, yeah. Um, these new songs are great. Western Skies is the one that's going to be coming out. Oh, w- Western Hero. Western Hero. Sorry, yeah. Jesus Christ. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Everyone forget that I just said that. What was Western Skies? Is that the new Restos album? It is. I think so. And I just had them on. <laughs> Which I haven't heard yet, but I'm sure it's, it's really awesome. good. It's yeah, really good. I mean, Sammy Sammy P and another great another guy. great keyboard oh, yeah. player guy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, now we're finding more. It's gonna be like by the end of it, there's we room. could have an exhaustive list. It wouldn't, <laughs> and that's the thing. It wouldn't even take that long. That's true. <laughs> um. These songs are great. Uh, Mr. April is a great pop tune. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that one's available you, now the day that mm-hmm. this comes out. But uh, Western Hero will be dropping on Friday. And then Saturday, uh, the 18th, yep. you yeah, will be right. playing at uh, at the Saxon Pub doing your single release show uh, with special guest David Jimenez. So when you play a Saxon Pub, how big is your band? What's Wrongbird when you uh, play there? Yeah, yeah. So we're normally a four-piece. Okay. And, and I mean, that's kind of cool about... When we recorded all this new music, we, you know, I'm keys singer. We have guitar, bass, drums. It's a really common setup. But when we recorded all this new music, the idea was like, let's just not be a four-piece indie band that sounds like a four-piece indie band. Like, let's just really try to, like, either in kind of a maximal sense, like you have Western Hero. It's this song where we 
added all these strings and a yeah. slide guitar. We really made it huge and yeah. this epic thing. And then we did Mr. April was the other flip side of that of what if it was just like a drum machine that I like played on the keyboard, like really minimal, yeah. like acoustic guitar, like it, yeah. we strip it down all the way. So it's kind of like having both of those things present. And we kind of want to make it so this album, you couldn't even tell what our live setup would be like. Like I, I think that a live version of a song and a record song, it, like for our philosophy, make them as different as possible. Uh, you know, so that way it's like you get two experiences of the same song. Uh, but to answer your question, we're, we're a four piece normally. We added uh, for this show since it's Western Hero and it's at Saxon, and we thought it'd be a cool like wrinkle in the show to add an extra element to it. Martin Akers me playing some pedal steel with oh, us cool. too. So cool. we're gonna be five piece actually for this one show specifically. Um, uh, yeah, Martin Aker. Yeah, he, he's a, he's a great guitar player around town. He, you know, he's a good friend of. Does the, he play with like country people? Y- yeah, he's played. Um, no, I know him. He's my friend. Oh yeah. Oh sure. I just am blanking on his last yeah. name. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. his last name. <laughs> that pandemic thing really made you like question everything. Oh yeah, you the, know the, what the I mean? brain fog is yeah. still set in. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah, absolutely. So 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 yeah, we're gonna be a five piece for this show specifically, and we've added like horns and stuff. Like my friends in Big Wise Brass Band. Uh, you know, we're kind of all in that same circle of friends. So, so I'll ask Wyatt and some other horn players to come join us uh, for like the special shows. We play Continental Club. We want to make it bigger than just our four piece thing. Sure. And some of the music, you know, we like I've I've written with horn lines. So that's like kind of the 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 other side of that is it's like yeah, make an album and don't care how you play it live. Just make it really cool on the record. And then it's like oh, how do we play this live? Yeah, actually. So yeah. it's kind of both and, you know, you have to balance it. But uh, but I'm still glad we experiment with the sounds and and then figure it out later as yeah. in terms of how does the show look like and stuff. I, I think of them as two different things. And I feel like the finesse and like uh, grandiose things you can do on a record can be uh, replaced with volume and energy. Yeah, wow. yeah. And, <laughs> you know? and we definitely have that in spades, if yeah. nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> the energy is there. <laughs> um so, uh, what time do you play? That's another question. Oh, uh, so so La- Last knows. of Menace is going to start it off at 10, uh, okay. and then we're going to, he'll do like an hour, we'll start like 11 o'clock at Saxon. So, uh, yeah, well, and we'll just kind of, uh, we're just going to play until until we feel like we've played enough. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it seems like we're just going to kind of have carte blanche, you know, do whatever we want to once once we get going. It's interesting so. going on late now, huh? Because the shows, it seems, have, have, have just gotten a little earlier. Everything's kind of moved up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, like, like even, like, we played um, a Continental kind of recent, or I guess not recently, the beginning of this year. So it's been a while since we've been back there. But, um, but yeah, it's like, in my mind... It's like 12 o'clock is the headliner spot. It's what it's supposed to be. But it's almost like everyone wants to play at 10 o'clock because we're like, oh, we have to play till like 1.30. Like, oh, my God. Like, it's, it's like this thing of like the headliner is almost opening now. It's, it's flipped around because people don't want to stay up too late. This is a friend of mine <laughs> that got like a, a, a weekly gig at, uh, at Continental. Uh, like he had Wednesdays or something because mm-hmm. uh, John D wasn't coming back when it first uh, when the stuff first opened back up. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he was playing at like midnight. That was a thing, and it was Wednesday. And I was like, "He's my age. Like we're fifty five. I'm like, yeah. the fuck. First of all, <laughs> who the fuck do you know that even just like, hey." Dude, let's go Wednesday night at midnight. This guy's playing. Like, are you crazy? That's insane. Like, what? <laughs> what is even midnight anymore? Yeah. Um, but 
he was like, no, 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 it's going to be great. And man, those first few gigs were so <laughs> brutal. Yeah, dude. yeah, it is. A, I, it fi- is I finally was like, you got to see if they can get you like a 10 at least. And even yeah. that was a stretch. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the weeknight, I mean, the I guess the, only, the the good thing of those is that like the people that go to those are musicians normally. Like it's kind of where where a musician can go and see another musician play at like those weekend re- weeknight residencies. Yeah, that's all great. The musician um, that gets in for free because they like them and then they give them a booze half price. So like just it, nobody makes money at all. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I mean, we economically open? maybe, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but for no, me it's I nice. I've, I've seen a lot of yeah, great, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. the gallery, sure, you know, sure. speaking of Red Young earlier, I mean, I love going to see him and he plays on weeknights a lot and, uh, but but yeah, I mean, there's there are definitely times where the where the desire for sleep has won out between going to see music when it's like that late. I just went to this show. I can't I can't even believe I spaced it out. Like three weeks ago, I went mm-hmm. to this show. Three weeks ago today, it was at Saxon Pub, and it was Kimmy Rhodes, and she got Marsha Ball to do oh, this wow. piano pool. I don't know if I picture it on my phone. There was five pianos. Oh, I have a drummer. I've actually heard of, I haven't seen this show, but I've heard about when they do this. Yeah. It's fucking nuts, man. That's crazy. It's like the G3 of pianists. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. That is, yeah, that is, that is extra in the best way, I would say. It is. It's cool. I mean, they definitely are playing like one style of music. They're not, they're not, but they, um, God, I can't remember. Red and the, and the other like super ninja dude. Um, who kind of looks like George Strait? Who's that guy? He's a great piano player. Oh man, I'm not I'm not sure who you mean. I uh, just off the top of my head. Anyway, <laughs> they did some really complex jazz piece like together. Oh wow! That was like they were trying to throw each other off. Now that was wicked to watch. Yeah, yeah, the kind of yeah they do like a back and forth kind of piano, but like a weird there. sort of like thing with very specific like weird notes, like this whole like riff of like it was it was it was. It was one of those things where I'm like, oh yeah, like I don't even, I don't even think on that level. (laughs) (laughs) That's often what I think when I'm watching Red Young play. Yeah, how did you, how do you think of that? (laughs) Well, also, you know, I, I bet, and I, I think it, I think, I find it, I find it to be true with cats that 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 still are kind of spongy and out there learning. And Red is definitely like a, a young soul. He, oh, like for he, sure. He yeah. is, he's always learning. And oh, what is that? You know, like he's real. Mm-hmm. He's really like open, but you should get better. Yeah, yeah. You, I, you should get to a level where you're like Yoda. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> That's, I, yeah, I, you're kind of funky looking. But you're kicking ass. <laughs> yeah, you know, I always like that. Uh, that was the thing that I kind of decided pretty early on because, you know, I moved from the Midwest. I came to Austin. I'm like, I'm going to do this wrong bird thing. It's going to be like my project. Right. I'm doing this. And then I kind of got asked to be, because there's like 10 keyboard players, like we've been saying, you know, I, I got asked to play keyboard in all these bands and, and I, I love being the youngest guy in the room for me. Cause it's like, I'm just absorbing all yeah. this information and I don't even probably know what I'm learning as I'm learning it. It's like one of those things. Uh, so, so for me, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I always try to like consider myself really teachable. Yeah. I, I have a, big like i i'm definitely not going to be the person who's like walking into a, a new gig or even a gig you know like any kind of situation where i'm yeah. like oh let me I, I know how to do this audit like if if i'm in the room with someone that can show me something i want to learn right you know right uh so so yeah and and, and there it's so cool that there are people like red and people like that who have been musical legends for like 40 years and they still have that attitude yeah. like that's rare I, and I you think. can i mean i i've asked red's like you know, 
hey, wait, wait, how do you do that thing? <laughs> he's like, yeah, here, come here. Like, yeah. he's, like it is a, a good town for that kind of like thing. Like people will take you under their wing and like share their knowledge with you. Then no one's like, no, oh, yeah. see what I'm doing over here, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, I haven't really, you know, like, like I started making music like not like I haven't lived in another city to experience the music scene really as an artist, but from what I've heard, Austin, like it, yeah, I have, <laughs> I, I have heard that that's that's you know, and I mean we toured a lot. I've I've definitely done like one two nights in a town all over the place with Shiny Ribs, especially sure. recently. But uh, but in terms of yeah, I, I've just heard that there is, it's kind of a thing I've taken on faith, but then I've also kind of just seen like snippets of like yeah, Austin is really unique in this way. That's that's just different than other places. Did you do? Did we do a show together last year at ACL Moody Theater? Oh, was was, was that Remember was that Skyrocket? Uh, oh, you know that that was probably before. Oh, yes, we did. We did. That's totally right. Yeah. I think I met you that <laughs> night, like in That's the hallway. That's right. <laughs> I think Alice might have introduced us. Yeah, yeah. I'm buddies with Alice and Kevin. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah that that that. <laughs> I'm trying to like think, I don't know Kevin. No, <laughs> I'm trying to think if that might if that was before I joined the band or not. Uh, but either way, yeah, yeah. So same, same, uh, same scene. You well, know, either that or I met some guy. She, I remember meeting a new person that night. <laughs> that that's probably she, me. I'm, 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 I was the rookie. She's a great piano player. I know. Yeah, she showed me some of her new music, and I'm really excited that she's me putting it out and everything. Like, like that was you know being a songwriter and then like balancing being a songwriter and then being a keyboard player. Like there's this thing, you, you know, you figure out how do you, uh, like when's the time to share your music and like, I don't know, you don't want to want to be like hustling too much and you, but you also right. don't want to just forget you're a songwriter right. and you exactly. want to talk about it. And I've had, I mean, Kevin's been really encouraging and we've had great conversations about, it's like, I like realize, Oh, it's kind of like a mentor moment that's happening right now. He's kind of yeah. like, like, we're just talking about whatever. And then it's like, Oh, he's kind of giving me this advice. I should be listening to this. Like very specifically. I uh, mean, that guy's yeah. really created like an industry unto oh, himself. Yeah. Like, you know, that's one of the things that's really so hard to do in a career, you know, being a career artist is like, first of all, like starting shiny ribs, like not when he was like 23, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And like, creating sort of like finding this inner fucking freak in himself. You know what I mean? That's so ultimately entertaining and like, uh, it, like you're, you're drawn to him when you see him perform. Yeah. There's some magnetic thing going on. And I was, you know, a big fan before I joined, I was a fan for that reason. Yeah. I saw this, I was like, here's a guy who not only like, has a following but he has like this kind of world that he's built and all these songs kind of contribute yes i don't know it's like he's painting a a a whole picture and and you watch his music evolve from being a four piece and they add the horns they add the singers but it's just like the fan base is like this that they know all the work like that that's always the thing i've been like there's someone that's going to know every word to every song he sings like whenever yeah. we play a gig and that's like so cool. So when I'm writing this music for myself, I'm like, man, that's, that's kind of my benchmark of like, I'll know I've made it at least to a degree when I've see people out there and they know all the words to this stuff and they like right. are, are in this world that I've made, you know, like, yeah. so he really is inspirational in that way, uh, especially. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a real, it's a real brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it has, it has something be, like it has soul, it has depth, but it is a brand. Yeah, and he has has not fucked around with it very much. Yeah, <laughs> like 
the way he dresses, like the everything. He's just he's very very cool, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, and 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 we t- we talk a lot about like. The music has to be good, obviously. Yeah. But then you have to... Uh, You're in the show you, business, But man. then the other thing is the story of it and what's the story. And what's cool about that is it's like you see the whole story right away. It's in the clothes. It's in the... Yeah. It's in the setup of this nine-piece crazy band. It's like all of a sudden he starts moving and you're yeah. like, oh, that's what's It's going like, on I don't here. even need you to tell me the story. Yeah, I can yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah, uh, Genius. So, so it's been really interesting uh, as we're, you know, and, and like with, with Wrongbird stuff, we're trying to like... That's that's what this whole album we've made is kind of about is like what what is like the story of this band. When does the album come out? Uh, we're we're still planning the release of it, but it will be sometime it's next year. It's all recorded year. and everything. Yeah, we finished it, and so that was my goal. Is like let's have this all in the can. You know, okay. COVID gave us plenty of time to do that as well, uh, and and so we we in, we kind of were on a bit of a hiatus, obviously because of the pandemic, and so we're like let's just make a bunch of music. And yeah. We demoed things out, and then we recorded it for real. So it's all in the can now. Uh, Mr. April and Western Hero are both going to be on that record, uh, and then it's an eleven-track record. So it's we we really went for it, <laughs> and just like let's just you know put and put you a guys bunch did of great it music together. Sorry yeah, to yeah. You. Oh no, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. We did it all. Uh, I mean, we had a great, it great really team. Good. Oh yeah, it's kind of it's kind of funny now because like you do kind of feel bad for studios and like people that like yeah. went to recording <laughs> school and are like yeah. great engineers and shit because. I mean, it, you still do kind of need, you need somebody that knows what's going on. Oh, and I especially. Like you can't I mean, learn everything on yeah. YouTube. And I'm especially like, well, like, you know, I'm definitely not a gearhead. Like I was saying earlier, I, I'm not a, I'm not a, like, right. d- dialing things in. I, I, I'm much more, if I had to describe what I do, I'm just more in the songwriter camp than like the gear music sure, nerd sure, camp. Sure. As much as I appreciate those people and need to have be surrounded by them. So so Michael Blake, who's he's kind of my partner creatively in in Wrongbird now, uh and the guitar player for everything. Uh he he's kind of the gearhead for us. He he really it's good is to have the a person like and he's got his home studio, so when we record things together it's he's dialing it all in. And then, and then we did do uh, actually at Antimatter Studios, which is part of Austin School of Music, where I teach at. Uh-huh. Um, oh yeah, with Dan Seabreeze C- Place. Uh, and so Russell Tanner, he engineered all of the drum sessions, and for for when we recorded the big stuff, the B three organ, they still the have piano. the studio and stuff there. Yeah, they actually moved recently, and they have now the studio is in like a separate building. It's really cool. It's I think it's a big improvement actually. Uh, um, uh, yeah, yeah, they they have a. It used to be just a part of the school, in like the recital hall, right, they would turn right. into the studio. But now it's this just like a separate garage building, and they really decked it out. I haven't even seen it since it's been finished. I really want to go over there. Uh, but but yeah, so so uh, he helped out a lot, like dialing it in uh, too, and uh, yeah, yeah. So 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 it was a big collaborative effort. I mean, I, I'm definitely not the kind of guy who's going to sit down and and uh, be a recording engineer and also write the songs like I, I can't do the recording engineer part yeah <laughs> well i mean it like yeah it's uh, i picked it up but before really pro tools that you know what i mean and mm-hmm. then pro tools is there and they're guys that are way better at that than i am i'm still like a uh no it sounds really a lot better if you make the meter go in the red but that was with tape 
You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, oh, sure. And I mean, <laughs> so. yeah, not to say I never have done home recording because I, I had a little task cam, yeah, little, little thing. Fuck yeah, dude. And then, uh, and yeah, and, and I I definitely use uh, just GarageBand when I make demos sure. on my own. <laughs> I have this this little snowball microphone thing. I love probably... this thing. I mean, it's digital, but oh, I, oh, yeah. I like it because it has things you can move. Yeah, yeah. I, having something tangible for me is always a plus but but yeah i have i, I use garage band when i make demos on my own and then yeah. they're really you know probably sound like they're you can like hear the chair creaking in the background and, yeah and there's something kind of cool to that which i almost like more sometimes when it sounds i mean i'm into really artists that are in that like ted hawkins like that kind of really stripped down sound yeah. so i did this record where i played everything and uh I, on a drum track of a song I had to lean over and push record right before the chorus comes in. So the chorus starts with, okay, has his chair squeak going back. It's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, there's something really charming about that stuff. And actually, uh, Andy Tenberg, the guitar player in the FCs, we were hanging out. And he's got a a home studio, a great studio at his own place, like another kind of garage building separate from his house. And he decked it all out, and it's great. and he was, we, we were actually recorded some piano there too for this record, for the Wrong Bird stuff. I, I did a little bit there. And he was, I was worried that something got in there that shouldn't have been, like right, some right. background noise. Sure. And he showed me, I think it was Ain't No Mountain High Enough. I think he showed me the isolated vocal on that. And when you just, like he, you can find the stem of it and it's just his vocal. And it is like, you hear him like clapping to himself. Yeah. You hear his foot stomp. Yeah, yeah. Things you don't even pick up on yeah. the actual full completed song, but it's <laughs> it adds all of those elements are there though. There's something you feel it even if you don't hear it. And, yeah. And so I I was really that kind of blew my mind a little bit. I was like even that old stuff they like weren't that precious with uh, you know. No, no. There's a thing that I heard on uh, on paperback writer for the first time like ten years ago like on on headphones that was uh when it all gets quiet someone goes mm. <laughs> trying to get their note right before they sing <laughs> oh that's pretty incredible awesome. yeah paperback <laughs> it's like a, it's pretty awesome oh uh, yeah they're they're, they're loaded with those. the king of that shit the easter eggs oh, yeah. uh, it almost you almost kind of yeah i and it's funny because you can't manufacture that yeah. really, but it's You're, like you you want that off the cuff thing. But then if you try to make it, it no, sounds you like you forced it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're the king of that for sure. I big Beatles nerd. Darren Murphy and I talk all the time about all these crazy recording Beatles things and stuff. <laughs> Darren Murphy is like the that's the guy. Like so many people go to him. Yeah, like oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> Like, do you know this thing? No, man, just call Darren. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Hey, man, I got this gig coming up, and I got to play such and such Beatles song. Like, you know this thing? Like, no, man, ask Darren. Even the keyboard parts. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What's the fucking thing? He's Beatles guru all the way, for sure. We have some, we'll we'll lose hours talking about that stuff all the time. Dude, in the early 90s when he moved here, like before the Beatles anthology came out, he had all of that shit and more. <laughs> wow. Like he had, he had every he had these cassettes and he'd make he would make my band cassettes before we left on like a four day run or something. And it was just like the shit of those guys just sitting around talking in the studio, like Peter Sellers hanging out there and stuff. Wow, that's... All this wacky shit. Like he still has more than is available. That you is crazy. I, mean? I don't know what kind of where you even find that. It's so cool though. <laughs> What'd you think of the new song? 
Uh, yeah, you know, I have, I have, yeah. a, 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 as a, <laughs> that's enough. Does that answer? <laughs> the greatest no, no, pop I, band of all time put out their last a, song and your thing is like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I have a lot of complicated feelings. I, I'm like, I really am. I know it's the most cliche thing, but big Beatles nerd, genuinely. Uh, the lack and, of chorus and, is hurting and, you. And yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, there, there's, there's, I, I, I appreciate it in different ways than I think most people are. There's a camp of people that I think are Beatles fans on a surface level that are like, new Beatles song and just because it's Beatles it's great automatically sure. and if My you're aunt. a real yeah <laughs> if you're a real Beatles fan I feel like you maybe don't need to just assume everything is great because because then you're not really taking it for what it is I think the thing I appreciate about it is that it's I mean well it's John Lennon vocals again and they're cleaned up and it's cool and the hook is not there's no problem with the hook or anything but I've been thinking of it they paired it with Love Me Do and in my mind, it's like the cool thing. If I think about this philosophically, it's like now and then and they is paired it with love me. Like uh, there, there's a when in the oh, single the release, it's, it's the, the B side. Okay, uh, yeah. they, they did a on Spotify. Anyways, <laughs> if you look at it, there's a love me do is the B side of it. Okay. They cleaned that up too with like AI or whatever technology they used. Uh, but anyway, so it's like so it's like uh, now and then is like the like the negative of love me do in my head. It's like this minor feeling song, but the words are probably just as simple as love me do. Yeah, yeah. So in that way, I think it's kind of cool. You know, that's yeah. what I've, that's what I've been thinking about it more. And it's weird that the last Beatles song is so minor and kind of haunting. So there's something and cool once about again, that. Not to be a dick, but there is yeah. no course. Darren said, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, in like a Beatles sense, like, yeah, you, oh, yeah. like, you know what I mean? It sounds Come more on, like man. a McCartney three recording. Like it could have been on that record yeah. in my head. Well, Darren said there was a course. <laughs> Like there's a course that's oh, one of the cut. best courses. Yeah, that 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 Paul put the wow. bridge as the course instead of the course. That is actually crazy. I, I, I didn't you hear guys that to part. fight over out there. Yeah, yeah, I know. We're we're stirring the pot big time <laughs> and all the controversy. <laughs> and and then I heard the thing about George not liking it, which then makes me bummed that they finished it. Even though <laughs> there's there's yeah. a thing where it's like maybe demos stay demos. You know, like there's a reason that they never got put out. My cousin uh, Megan said. Uh, Oh, what? I said, what do you think of this song? She's like, oh, there's a new song. I said, yeah. And she goes, oh, yeah, it's November. They got to sell something. She's got. She's convinced that every November they, <laughs> just, the, they the just take your money. Like every November, I, yeah. those guys find some way. <laughs> I am a big fan of Free as a Bird, though. Like, yeah, like sure. For me, I consider that like like that. That's I'll take that as it'd my posthumous you know, release. It'd be neat if they went back and, and did the treatment to john's vocal you, you know i'm surprised they Bird, didn't and they put yeah well that's next november yeah <laughs> <laughs> next holiday season on the clearance so, uh, <laughs> eric where are you from i'm from uh, around chicago it's a town called yorkville middle okay. of illinois uh really How small close town to rockford uh rockford that'd be like an hour away okay. uh, everything in illinois is like an hour. Yeah. it's like oh that's like 30 minutes an hour away uh but even but yeah, milwaukee <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I grew up there, uh, lived there my whole life in Illinois and super Midwestern, you know. Uh, and then I went to college in Indiana and then basically came right down to Austin. So that you, was kind of the trajectory. You studied music in, in Indiana. Uh, I went to school for worship leadership, actually. Oh. So so I, I went to school for theology. Did you grow up in a church situation? In a, yeah. In oh, a, yeah. Yeah. I'm still and, you know, still, still practicing, awesome. uh, you know, Christian and everything. And. Uh, yeah, Have I made you mad by cussing so much. Oh, no, not okay. at all. Please, no. I, I, I think it's funny uh, being the being the guy in the music scene and everyone like whenever I, when, guy, when, whenever someone learns that, I think they try to clean themselves up. I'm like, oh man, it's fine. No, just like uh, <laughs> Joe James, Scott Strickland, Natalie Price. Yeah, these are all. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
uh, people that that really follow their faith, which I think is really beautiful. Yeah, I'm nothing. Yeah, I'm and dead I'm, and, <laughs> I'm actually uh, that's not true. Star Wars is what I like. Are you you follow the way of feelings. the Jedi? Yeah, let go of your anger. You know what I mean? All yeah, that there's stuff. There's there's plenty of things feelings. to fill fill that hole. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I uh, yeah, I, 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 it's funny. So I went to school for uh, for worship leadership, mostly in like. You don't have to go to school to be a worship leader, really, in a contemporary music sense, because every song of worship is like four chords, you know? If you're like a choral director, there's like more music classes you maybe could go into. But most of my schooling was like philosophy, theology, kind of biblical That's study. Great. That's uh, and, cool. the, and the things that I'm more interested in, because again, if you have a capo and you can play four chords on the guitar, you could already be a worship leader. You right. don't really have to go to school for that for a four-year degree, especially. Um, so, so I really picked up more just like the kind of kind of the philosophical elements and and like just really the yeah just 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 expanding that kind of uh thinking and and feeling and you know that that's what i got out of my college experience for that degree and stuff i'm a huge fan of the teachings of christ i just have that whole problem with like we all have to admit that there is sort of like in the organized religion there's a lot of in the finger pointing side of it yeah there's so much hypocrisy that's difficult like even just like in some of our leaders like uh uh, oh my gosh yeah like like a lauren bobert who thinks that there shouldn't be separation of church and state (laughs) but like you know this whole experience at the beatles musical is kind of weird oh yeah it's 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 terrifying that the the ways that 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 that's being represented And, and like i feel just being like a normal person who's a christian that like like again, wants to follow Jesus and not be like this kind of like... Not or, or, some dude that's telling you to follow. Yeah, you want to follow or, the teachings yeah, of Jesus, yeah, yeah. but not like or, and just Oral in, Roberts or something like and, that. And just in loving in your neighbor and, yeah. and like, well, just, and like the, the kind of like like conservative costume of Christianity that there is. It's like, that is, if you look at what they're saying, it's just like nothing lines up, you know, it's just kind of that thing. And and it's almost a cliche now how far away they are from actually what Jesus is talking about on that side of like political yeah. stuff. It, yeah. It's it's crazy. It's like so obvious. And I feel like a lot of my my practice of being a follower of Jesus a lot of times is like almost like I'm a PR guy being like, no, Jesus is not like that. Like what they're saying. Right. It's not like there's so much of that. Uh, and and yeah, so so being but I, I've had such a great friendships and I don't think I've ever gotten anyone really that found out I'm a Christian in this music scene that's ever been like weird about that. Uh, cause, cause they find out who you are as a person and they yeah. realize, Oh, this is very far from what I thought well, this you, might be about. A guy like Joe James, do you know who I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Okay, Joe, Joe's so awesome. Yeah. His, his la- latest record is all about that. Like about mm-hmm. his faith and, 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 uh, reconnecting with his faith. Right. Yeah. And, and all those, that's the one thing about it. Cause like in the, in the eighties, when Christian rock started happening in the early nineties, <laughs> like people would play this stuff and you're like, Oh my God, this is so cheesy. But then you think like, Oh shit, there's, then there's bands like you too, who are, I mean, a Christian rock band, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they and they also influenced every things. every worship guitar tone with oh, a really? dotted eighth delay. You can thank the Edge for all of that. <laughs> Whenever you get sick of hearing that in church, that's what that is. Um, uh, but but yeah, you know, and I, and I think just and, and when I write music, I, I definitely I think that when I was growing up, being in college, it was like, oh, I have to be a worship leader if I play music and I'm a Christian. That's the only thing I can do. Right. And I think it took me coming to Austin and kind of 
just realizing that there is a uh, this kind of secular sacred divide that we have with art is a very manufactured line. Yes, it is. And so many artists transcend that line and specifically draw inspiration from both sides of that. Sure. Uh, and so for me, I, I just, I never think of myself in any way as a Christian artist or Christian songwriter. I'm, a, I'm just a songwriter that happens to be a Christian. Right. Just like a plumber isn't a Christian plumber. It's just, right. that's just the job that they do and they right. happen to have that faith. And, and so my music is definitely, it's inspired by that just in terms of everything I do hopefully is inspired by that. But it's not like I'm always, most of my songs, at least recently especially, are not like about Jesus in any right. way necessarily. It's just kind of being a creative person and yeah, all yeah. that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Mr. April, was in April when he rose from the dead? Easter. <laughs> now, now I'm retrofitting <laughs> yeah, Mr. religion into your songs. Just so you I've know. been looking forward to May. <laughs> Second coming, baby. <laughs> um, I wrote down a couple of my, my jams on this. Uh, Leap Year Birthday. That's off the uh, Who is Wrongbird. Yeah. Oh, sure. That yeah. song's fucking great. Thank you, awesome man. Song. I really appreciate that. And uh, the song that I really got into it was uh, Entitlement on this, on the, uh, oh, on the opposite, uh, Epitome of the Opposite album. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great song. Man, yeah. Thank great, you so much. Great song. It's really cool to hear. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, L- L- Leap Year was, uh, that was, um, speaking of this political stuff and all that, it kind of, it kind of, it's, it, you would probably, not, I mean, maybe it's, you can see it in the lyrics, but, but it started as kind of a song about Trump and how like, just, he doesn't want to rule the world. He just wants some attention. And this idea of every four years is like yeah, the yeah. birth of this thing. So it was kind of like, that's kind of how it started and it definitely didn't end up there, but it, it's just kind of, that was the, I, I find a lot of times when I'm writing stuff like that, I, I don't really set out to write a song about something. And then like three months later, I'm like, Oh, that was kind of about that. Well, you realize uh, that it's, yeah. it's, it's permeating your consciousness because of the way that we are bombarded, especially yeah. him as a figure. Yeah. Whether you like him or you hate him, we've all kind of become slightly addicted to him. Yeah. Yeah. We got to hear what he had to say. What <laughs> yeah, do you do? I mean, today's on the stand. I'm like, oh, dude, at the end of the podcast, <laughs> I'm going to make fucking popcorn and I'm going to sit in bed <laughs> and just watch people talk about him taking the stand. Oh, uh, sure. But, but, and I hate him. Yep. I mean, I don't, I don't like what he represents. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I hate him or not, but he's, he's, he does not represent what I believe. I think is good. Sure, yeah, and as same for the you record. Know what I was On s- the record, <laughs> I was going to say something that was that the scariest thing about it all to me isn't even so much like the people; it's just the fact that these people like. There's people that are electing these people. It's not like yeah. they're just they're just <laughs> assholes that pop up and think they get a job. It's like. There's a bunch of people that are like, I, that's my guy. Yeah. And, and the weirdest thing I've, I have seen in this whole like, era since 2015, the weirdest thing I saw was last week when Mike Pence dropped out. I watched this thing where they were talking about, well, he's dropping in his polls, but I think the poll that really got him was the evangelicals. Mm-hmm. He was at 1% with evangelicals. It's crazy. And Trump was like at 73 years. And you're like, yeah, really? Like, do you guys like, 
Have you guys ever heard either of these people talk? Yeah. <laughs> because so, one guy's into it and one guy just he does not Clearly care. not. Yeah. Two Corinthians. Yeah, exactly. uh, yeah, yeah. So so that and, and so Leap Your Birthday did come from that. It was like it was like this thing of like, oh my God, we are like screwed. And then uh but then that you know, that chorus of, you know, breathe in, breathe out, yeah, breathe yeah. in, let's call that yeah. life. Like like we're gonna be all right. It basically was like a we're gonna be all right, like like and I don't even understand how this is happening. I yeah. feel very overwhelmed, and yet, like, like <laughs> I'm gonna be all, like, it's it's okay, and and things are gonna work out, and uh, so that's kind of how, yeah, that's what that song. It's funny. It came from like a very random, like you wouldn't, I, at least when I hear, I don't, I don't hear like a protest or any kind of like sure. like reactionary song in it. It's, but but that that is where it started, and and a lot of the themes I think in a lot of my songs end up being like listen, you were like a speck in the universe and everything is really overwhelming. And instead of being terrified by that, maybe be like, oh, thank goodness. It's not all like, it's not about, like, it's not all about it's me. It's not all about me. Yeah. Like, great. And <laughs> so, so yeah, the, and, and, uh, and that's Let's, also a big Kurt Vonnegut in that, in yeah. that, uh, that's my favorite author. You know, I'm a big Kurt Vonnegut nerd. And so, so, uh, L- leap your birthday, the up to my knees in the Milky way that kind of came from a yeah. Kurt Vonnegut book. I heard a that's in slapstick one of his novels. I read and, that, and uh, yeah, that's kind of the end. The end of the book has I'm standing there up to my knees in the Milky Way, yeah. and I was like, "What a cool way to say, yeah, I am so small, yeah." And and again, and all these powers in the world that are saying, "Care for me, look at me, I, I'm, yeah. I want to rule the world," uh, just just to be so like, not not that you're not active and being part of the solution, but at least on some level you are okay with you are you're at peace with the fact that you're so small. Right, so, right. uh, so yeah, so that, that was that one and entitlement's actually pretty similar in a lot of ways too. Yeah. I wouldn't say that they're, yeah, they're philosophically pretty similar, uh, uh, in, in a, in a slightly different way, but, but, you know, uh, being, uh, entitlement, especially in those verses about being like, so, uh, just all these, things coming at you and 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 being just again like it's uh my mother said to me son the earth revolves around the sun and i was wrong and i had to be corrected but i just i just uh yeah i don't know there's something there's something in there i i I just like this idea of like maybe naivety or like sincerity naivety is the wrong word sincerity isn't a wrong thing and i think that we live in a time that's increasingly cynical so i just Really hope that if my music's doing anything, it's making people really sincere, and that's uh, good. I mean, yeah. You, yeah. Hopefully, the 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 society will correct itself. But <laughs> as far as like, I did have optimism for a long time, but then this last couple of months, I've been like, I don't. Is everything gonna be okay? I, <laughs> normally, I just say that it's all gonna be all right, man. <laughs> then you're like, oh, it doesn't. It's not. <laughs> It's not getting more all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is is difficult. I mean, I yeah. don't I'm definitely not always the optimist. I I think that there's a hopeful through line through most of my music, but but it doesn't mean that every day I feel yeah. great. <laughs> Are you married? You're married? Yes, yeah, yeah. My, my my wife Maddie and I've been married for a little over a year now. Oh, congratulations, uh, so. man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. You yeah, got we, kids. Uh, no, well, t- two dogs as kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no kids yet. Uh, we're we're planning that down the road. Not not for right now. <laughs> There's this interview that I read with Bruce Springsteen where they were saying he was like, um, "My dogs are my kids," until I had kids and they just became dogs. 
I think that I'm going to have that experience if my if my wife Maddie has that experience. I'm hoping she does, <laughs> but she she really I mean she's very dog. Me too. Like uh, and our our first dog was it was just hers, and she got in 2020 before we even met, uh-huh. uh, and then uh, and then so I won him over over like a year. It took me a long time for Scotty our dog uh-huh. to like me, and then we just got a new dog literally last week. Uh, it's it's a week to a week till this day that wow. we had a dog. So so we're we're adapting and and being uh, being parents again. I guess <laughs> is do, what else do you do? Do you do anything else outside of the racket of music? Uh, not currently. No. Well, I teach at the Austin School right. of Music. Uh, I was touring. That's all part of the hustle. The yeah. music hustle. Oh, I mean, I think a lot of musicians do that. Yeah. Um. Uh. So so yeah, that's part of what I do. And then other than that, I'm playing for Shiny doing. Our, our gigs with, with with the bird stuff and then uh and yeah yeah just trying to trying to be out there and, and i you know pick up the occasional keys gig pretty pretty well pr- pretty frequently i'll get asked to do things and when i can say yes i will but yeah. it's increasingly well, becoming Shiny birds have been busy this year exactly like record you've been <laughs> yeah. on the road yeah so it's been more difficult to say yes to those kind of freelance stuff because i'm playing so much uh, and and thankfully so with shiny ears it's been awesome. So it's interesting uh, yeah. that the, there's a hustle you do. A lot of us do it. Uh, Dave Share. Oh uh, yeah, almost everybody. Matenko, mm-hmm. you, me. Like I spent this summer playing with fastball, like as a side guy too. But I'm my own guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're all oh, our yeah. own guys, and also like we go and do a thing for somebody else. That's such, we have to, I, I think that like, that's a pretty Austin sort of thing. Too. I was about to say, I feel like that is a unique Austin thing yeah. uh, from what I can tell. And to have like three front men backing yeah. <laughs> another front man. Yeah. yeah. That's it, normal. It, it, it's like a, it's like a blessing and a curse and o- only in the sense of when you're trying to schedule your gigs and you're like, Oh wait, you all play in like five bands. So yeah. no one's free this day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the worst, isn't it? So, so yeah. Uh, so that, that's the only thing that's been the kicker of it. But, but I do love that. That's such a fundamental thing to this scene is that everyone. Yeah. It just means that we're all really being really creative and, and not only that, but we're supportive and, you know, like, uh, Dylan Hill is the bass player for Wrongbird, but he's the drummer of Mamalarkey. He plays guitar and other things. He's right. like in every, like, yeah. He he's one of the most busy guys I know in Austin, uh, and and he's yeah just always down to whenever he can. He's you know we're making stuff together too, and and has his own stuff as a songwriter. So I think it is cool that that it's we're a place. Front man. Yeah, every everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then uh, and then also one more thing that I do is I, I play in a, in a British Invasion cover band. That's a bunch of buddies of mine. Uh, so speaking of being a Beatles nerd, I wasn't kidding. I'm a real. Darren real. has one of those. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bottle so, Rocket. Bottle Rocket the was kind of. Rocket. It was kind of our inspiration a little really? bit. Uh, yeah, in, in a loving tribute way, because because you know the St George's Day gig. Uh, Tim, who's my drummer for Wrongbird, but also in this cover band. Uh, we saw that and, and uh, he yeah. was like, what if we just did this year round? Like always had a British invasion band. Uh, so, so we have this band called, called the, the riffs and chips is the name of it. That's great. And, uh, and, and yeah, the time of the season solo. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, we're, we're big, you know, all the three part harmonies and we do all yeah. that. And I play a lot of guitar in that band actually, which is fun for me. I mean, I'm not a guitar player in terms of shredding, but I just like to strum chords and, walk around on stage with more flexibility. So that, yeah. that's, that's fun. Uh, and yeah, yeah. So I, I front that band too. Uh, and, and I do my John Lennon voice and it's, it's fun. Are you good at it? 
I'm pretty good at doing the Beatles voice, you know, when I sing and the guitar and all that stuff. It's great. <laughs> so, you know. Kind of. It's, it's a party trick to turn into Darren my thing. Darren hasn't thrown me out of Skyrocket yet to bring you in to have like a, <laughs> yet another voice of the Beatles. No. Yeah, we, we've, had, we've had our own conversations speaking of that. We, yeah, because I, you know, I taught him about when we were getting this whole thing started and, and he was really supportive of that. And uh, yeah, yeah. So we, we've, we've kind of traded notes about... See, that's about, another thing about this town is like, <laughs> you, you know how many musicians over the last, well, especially since pandemic, have come to me and been like, hey man, I want to start a podcast just like yours. And instead of punching them in the face, I'm like, sure, man, let me show you how to do it. Like, yeah. I feel like oh, Austin's yeah. very like, all right. <laughs> yeah, there, there's this thing and maybe it's just, I think it is true that there's room for, there's room for everybody still here and probably even more so since yeah. it's growing uh, so much. I mean, maybe it's even, maybe that's maybe a, a, a blessing in disguise that there, there's increasingly more room for more artists, you know, yeah. and there is like that, that to being a, like a, middle class musician is increasingly difficult in the hard, world man. like yeah. that that's my only thing i want to do i don't i don't i'm not trying to be jack white i'm right. just trying to be the guy that can travel some and play year round and have a following and uh, and so then there's a million of the play with your friends yeah. do oh, wrong yeah. bird stuff teach some kids how to play piano that is that's yeah. the dream right there and so i'm kind of i'm kind of doing it right now so i guess i guess i should be really grateful for what's going on yeah. uh I feel really lucky. I mean, in fact, uh, we were talking about Mr. April earlier, and that's how I got the Shiny Ribs gig, was I, I sent that song to Kevin, wow. and he was like, hey, man, sounds great. Also, are you free next month to do some <laughs> filling gigs? And I was like, oh, let me check my calendar. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely going to make time for that. Uh, and I actually had just, uh, it was right after I left the FCs to focus on Wrongbird. So it was just super ironic. It was like, all right, time to go back to doing my stuff again. No more being a keyboard player. And then it's like, shiny ribs is calling oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna do that for sure it's really fun uh so it's it's funny that how that stuff works out it's got that before the fastball thing i was like oh yeah i'm, I'm just gonna i'm gonna just really focus on my own stuff i'm not gonna take any gigs hey you want to do this thing yeah man where are you guys going Pittsburgh? <laughs> fuck yeah i'll go <laughs> it's like you can't say no to those uh when those opportunities come up it's well, crazy plus it's, yeah. you know plus with when your friends you're like oh so i get to go hang out yeah. with my friends like around america sure that's great that oh yeah. yeah yeah it, it, no it was i mean i never had toured like that before it was a life-changing experience for me to, to i never even done the bus thing before so you know we're traveling how'd and, you do uh, I, th- I think I held up all right. If you ask the tour manager, I think I think he was impressed okay, for good, me being good. this guy in my twenties, first time on the road. <laughs> when we weren't without That's a pretty our pretty seasoned band too. Oh yeah, <laughs> they, they've they've been there, done that uh, for sure, and then some. Uh, so so it's funny for me being this like you know I'm all. I'm all fresh and I'm like so excited. Like, yeah, we're going to be on the road. <laughs> Everyone's like just waking up, getting their coffee. And they're, 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 <laughs> uh, not that they're not having a good time, but you know, n- not nonplussed by just the idea yeah, yeah. of traveling. Yeah. But for me, it's like all new and I, and I never even, my own bunk. Yeah. No way. <laughs> this, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is all for me. This this two by six bunk. Oh my god. Uh, say hello to home gonna, for the next. I'm gonna days. decorate the ceiling in here. Yeah, it's I, I should have done a poster. Take out this wall. <laughs> it's got its own outlet and everything. This is great. <laughs> my own curtain. Yeah, yeah. So so that was it. Was a crazy experience, and I never even let alone touring. I never even been West before to California and all that oh, stuff. Wow. So, so yeah. it was really, I mean, it kind of was a once in a lifetime thing uh, to get to do that. And, and it all just came super organically. Like I said, I just sent that song over to him and he thought it sounded cool and, and was really supportive of that. And then just asked me to play. And then 
filling in for six gigs turned into filling in for the summer turned into being the guy in the band. So it just all happened as it should. I think really, really organically. There was no, uh, I did. It's another thing I stumbled into. So (laughs) I'm I'm here for it. It's the best. Yeah. I think that that's kind of how you, the real things happen is you, it just accidentally happens. At least for me, that's been my experience when I try really hard up like, why didn't that work out? But when yeah. I when I stumble into something, it just I don't know. There's something about that. It's weird. You're using the force. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm telling you, you. You can have Jesus and Jedi. It's <laughs> you a fifty fifty split. <laughs> yeah, and I, don't get me wrong. I'm a huge fan of Jesus and his teachings. It's his fans sometimes that bum me out. Oh yeah, same That's here. All. No, same fans. here. As 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 one of yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of it in terms of Beatle fans, but we can't. We got to get out of that analogy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so are you going to do, you've got the show uh, Saturday, November 18th at Saxon Pub. It's the big show, Western Hero single release. Then as the, or do you have stuff planned before the end of the year or you're going to, once the new year starts, then we're doing Wrong Bird? Y- yeah, yeah. So we're, we're playing uh, the a uh, few weeks after at Central Machine Works. That's like, you know, if you've ever been there. I love that place. Great stage. Uh, super cool atmosphere so we're gonna do that Super in December cool atmosphere yeah for some yeah. reason I, I, yeah in, for in terms of I mean it's definitely one of my favorite like those brewery style sure. gigs it's, yeah 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 you can have actual like people up there dancing and yeah stuff. speaking of the British Invasion band actually not to tangent too much but we played Central Machine Works and we did a Please Please Me 60th anniversary show uh-huh. and we did the whole LP front to end oh nice uh, and so People came out for that, not even knowing who we are because we're a relatively new project, but they just heard Beatles' Please Please Me anniversary. And we had everyone out there dancing at Twist and Shout. It was like a movie scene. Yeah. And it's like, I didn't know that you could even do that, like at a brewery thing like this. It was really cool. Uh, So, and and whenever Wrongbird's been there, it's been a lot of energy, and people are, you you can kind of rock out there without feeling like you're disrupting people because people are usually into the music. Yeah, pretty much there. So, so we're doing that uh, in December second. What's the uh, British invasion called? The the, the riffs and chips. Riffs and chips. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Wait, you said December second. Uh, yeah. So that that's gonna be wrong, bird at at there. Uh, uh, I think it's a second. I can. Riffs and chips. What other songs are you doing there? Oh yeah. Uh, well, well, this this is gonna be that that's a bird gig uh, at at the Central Machine Works. Right, I know, but I'm. Uh, I'm asking what other songs you do in riffs. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. So so we do um like uh I mean it's set 50% Beatles, 50% everything else okay. as I feel like most of those bands are. We do, do uh like Hermits, some, Hermits and shit like that or no? We do Henry the Henry, Henry the Eighth. Oh yeah. Uh that's what I always say it's our most British British invasion can ever get. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go into that one. It's really fun. Uh we do like Bus Stop, you know, the Hollies. Yeah, I love that uh, song. Um what else? Uh, uh She's not there, you know. Zombie stuff, uh, some searchers. Uh, Don't throw your love away. Yeah, um, yeah. It's all that stuff, and and then and then be, you know, ticket to ride. I want to hold your hand. Like the the twenty or thirty something Beatles songs that we do, uh, and and that's something that I I like about it because it's, I mean, obviously as a, as a nerd of that era of music, yeah, I love doing the songs people know, but also I kind of like doing like the bus stops and stuff like that. And people don't even really people necessarily know, know those songs, uh, but it's cool that it's you're almost like teaching people that there's a whole scene other than Beatles at that same time, right? And that really '60s sounding stuff instead of like later Beatles, where it's 
Bad finger, big star, cheap trick. Yeah, yeah. We we, we kind of we, <laughs> yeah. We kind of lean more towards that, like really, where it's where it's a little more old school, even yeah. sounding. Uh, and yeah, yeah. So it's great. And then our drummer Tim Tim Smith, uh, he who also drums for Wrongbird. He's in both bands. Uh, he he does uh, all the Ringo songs, so that's always oh, fun. Cool. <laughs> so we'll do act naturally and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, yes. I have a friend named Tim Smith who's very prominent in the power pop world. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh, we have to have the Tim Smith meeting. That'd yeah. be great. <laughs> yeah, he was in Jellyfish. Oh my God, no way. The second, like wow. the second record, that's him on bass. He's even in the pictures. He's Man, the that's, that's, dude, that, I, and I love that And then he was Cheryl Crow's guy for like a decade. Oh, no way. Yeah. Wow. Man, that's. Or longer. Small world. That That's why uh, Tim Smith is just like Eric Baker in terms yeah. of common names. <laughs> 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 that, that's really cool though, dang. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty cool, uh, he's a pretty cool guy. Um, Roger Joseph Banning Jr., are you a fan? Oh, you know, I don't know if I know that name, that's actually. That's the jellyfish guy. The oh, that, guy. that's the name of, oh, I, I didn't know his name. His name. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. I've yeah. had him on the show a couple times. Oh, no way. I, yeah. I gotta go back and listen to We were gonna episode. have a band together in the 90s, like after Jellyfish. Oh my God, what? Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. It, just, it just got weird because he was playing with Tim and he was like, well, I'm bringing my guy and I have this guy, Anar. I don't know if you know him. I uh, know, I don't think so. Um, I was like, I got this guy, Anar. And he was like, well, I got this guy, Tim. And I was uh, like, I was, well, I got this guy, Anar. And he was like, well, you guys should come out then to LA. And I was like, well, you should probably come to Austin because we can't afford to just go to LA and like live there. Like. <laughs> So it really kind of came up, but we stayed we stayed in touch and stayed friends. Oh, great, man! That that's crazy. Well, if that ever happens, send me that record, man. I want to hear that. You know, in some ways, I feel like it's going to at some point. He just put out a new record, and we've been talking. and And part of me is just like, well, now we live in a time when I could just be like, here, it's it's Play inevitable. On now. All these songs, talk to oh. you later. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just just an email. It's easy now. I know. But uh, then they, you, you want to be like, he's one of my idols. Yeah, man. He that plays that, with Beck. He's the guy that's played oh with my Beck God. for like the last 24 years or something. Damn, dude. Yeah. That, that's really cool. Shoot. There's a lot of jelly. The first guitar player from Jellyfish is in Beck's band too. Jason Faulkner. This guy's got around. I had no idea. I mean, I, I had a, a friend that's turned me on to that. Is it Spilt Milk? Is mm-hmm. that the... Yeah. That's the record that I really know. And, and uh, I got turned on to that record and that was... Yeah, it kind of blew my mind. I was like, this is... This is what I hear, you know. Yeah, uh, they're, 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 they're maybe a little more proggy with it sometimes, or they they get it more far out than I tend yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah. But still, I'm just like, I was really impressed that they're yeah. There's just another one of those bands that can be like, oh, I really like them, and they're niche enough that if I know someone else likes them, I know we're into the same kind of music. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a huge. There's even a book about them. Really, and I had the author of the book on the show, and like those, like people fucking freak out like it went on like all these jellyfish like fan pages and stuff like that and like (laughs) it's crazy yeah it's weird there's a whole world yeah even though they only sold like i think they only sold like fifty thousand records or something (laughs) really oh my god (laughs) that so it was those like a slow burn sort of thousand musicians yeah yeah and now that's kind of the ben folds thing too is i actually saw him at paramount uh when he was here in october yeah and it was like Everyone in the crowd is a music nerd also. So yeah. everyone's singing. Like, he does that thing where he'll... And it's just him and a piano. And he'll point out, and then everyone sings the line on the record for the right. horn part. And then everyone, like, is doing three-part harmony, <laughs> and everyone can tune to themselves. Yeah, it's so just... Cool, it's one of those... Man. There's something really, like, neat about that to me when, when you're 
when your fan base is also very musically versed is that you can all these inside jokes and just not not even just that but just yeah, you're just communicating in a way that everyone's picking up on it I, in a different way. I wish that I I know I have some friends that have like the coolest fans. Yeah. And then I think about like I mean I have really cool fans. But like Skyrocket every time we play man it's like a maga convention man. It is oh, so yeah. weird yeah. like I mean they're nice, they're perfectly good but you're just like it's not really what I would have set out to be like, hey, these are my people. You're like, yeah. Yeah, they're my people. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, because you, you, you don't get to choose your fans. They choose you. That's the whole, well, it's the relationship. Well, I messages yeah. like after shows. We played in San Antonio a couple weeks ago, and I got like three messages from people, and everybody's, everybody's like uh, profile photo. Like one guy was like Donald Trump's uh, uh, uh when he went to jail, thing the oh the, the, the mugshot. Mug oh. <laughs> These other ones are like Nancy Pelosi hanging or something. And you're like, okay, oh hey, bros, God. like, thanks for coming to the gig. <laughs> Good lord, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it gets intense. Yeah, oh for sure. Yeah, there's. It's weird. I mean, and I guess like the modern, I think of like like Wolfpack has that thing of they have all yeah, these music. Yeah, they have a cool fan. Everyone's really. Fan base, I mean, yeah. all these music people are really into them, and then yeah, there's just something. I, I would love that. I think that that'd be that'd be pretty pretty cool. To although I'm not, I don't think of myself as like jammy. I'm 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 not like a Corey Henry like crazy keyboard player. I, I never thought of myself as like a shredder. Is. Oh, he's he plays in like uh, I think Snarky Puppy. He's in. Oh. Uh, but he's just I have the other Snarky Puppy guy. Uh, is it uh, Sean? No, Some, uh, man. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? He I just re released it in, on a from the vault. Sparks, Bobby Sparks. Oh, oh yeah, I, I saw you had that episode yeah. up. Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, that night I fucking like I stood like right here and just oh. watched him play the whole night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, man, that's crazy. That was intense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but there's those guys you know that are like real shreddy and can do, or like John Baptiste, you know, mm-hmm. like the people that are just like machines and they can do that. And I never thought of myself as that kind of a player. I, you know just really think of myself I, as like a soloist, you know, like, like sure. doing solos and yeah. jamming. Like I just, I've always, I always had like a weird feeling about that. Uh, and then, cause I thought of myself as a songwriter that uses piano to do that. Right. And then I joined this band as like a keyboard player in all these bands. And so then I'm all of a sudden like, I'm sure point, Tomar, they point at you. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting the point all yeah. the time. And, and people are liking what I'm doing. So there's no complaints there. And, uh, and, and that's great. You know, I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad I've kind of discovered my own, a way of doing that but yeah. it definitely was not something i ever thought that i was like amazing at uh and maybe that's why it's been working well for, well it's, it's, been, it's been working for me so well is because i really <laughs> haven't thought like i just kind of feel it out and, and simple and maybe you're and, not overdoing it maybe oh yeah yeah they're too hot doggy because there are guys that have chops and they use them all yeah uh, well, just, just a tasteful guy. Oh, he's yeah. Really, really he's one tasteful. of those guys too. Yeah, I hear he can, him solo. He can be the Eddie Van Halen when he needs to, but he's mm-hmm. also like very cool. Yeah, when, when you have both gears, that's that's the best, and then you can choose when to turn it on. And I definitely, you know, I think as doing it for a while, I've I've kind of got some got some like some tried and true things I'll do, you know, that I can yeah. I know will get a reaction. Right. But I I do often like to be simple and space. That's what I hear everyone say. Everyone who's great is like, Oh, just more space is better. So I'm always just trying to have that in my head and trying to reel myself in in terms of like in guitar player world, like to me, like the best 
the best like lead guitar player you can be is like uh, Mike Campbell from Tom Petty. Oh, oh my God, yeah, because like, always plays the right thing. If you point at him, he'll go. But if not, he's just doing the best thing that that song needs at that moment. Yeah, and he's always. he's a great example yeah. of that. Like I I just I love when there's, and also when a solo can be sung back to you. That's whether live and you're improvising it or especially on a record. It's like if you're gonna put a solo in there. I, I just I, I don't listen to wall of sounds 12 right. minute guitar solos like I just I don't find that interesting and I know a lot of people do and that's great just as a technical thing it, it is really <laughs> cool <here>. yeah <laughs> yeah it, it is it is impressive don't get me wrong but but I just I don't gravitate towards that so uh so I, I guess I'm uh by I virtue of yeah. yeah oh really I did so who are you who are you jamming when you did that or uh, it was my band I just, oh, it was like, a like three, as a playing, it was a three yeah. Pay, it, was, it was a trio, and we would play these gigs, like, you know, we'd play like a regular kind of gig, like a showcase gig, but we also, like, we're trying to make a living doing so, so we'd go to Corpus and play the place for like three days, doing three sets every night. Oh, like, yeah. You know, covers, but in with our originals and stuff, too, and so we also had to stretch shit, so I had to kind of, like, figure out <laughs> how to sort of do, like, a long guitar solo that had these peaks and valleys and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and that's the thing. The the, the dynamics are such a big part of that. When you when you do uh have it build up to something and then the like the climax of it is like crazy yeah. and you're doing all these notes and stuff. Like that's that's uh, that's one thing and and that I really can appreciate. And I've seen people Andy Tenberg from the FCs mm-hmm. is like I think he's a master of that. He'll start a guitar solo so simply, and then you don't even know how you got there. And then by the time the rest of the band swells in behind, it's just like, yeah, he does it so like tasteful would be the number one word I'd use to describe him too. I think he's so good at soloing. I'm I'm just always, whenever I'm on stage with him, I'm just like watching like, what the heck? How'd that happen? I love that. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Chris Gebhardt? Uh, he no, used to teach I, at the I, School of Music. I don't know if he does. Uh, he taught before I was... I, I recognize okay. the name, but yeah. he taught before I was there, I think. Or, I mean, he left before I was there. We played this uh, song, Physical, by Living and John. The other oh, night. oh. You know what I'm talking about? Let's get physical. <laughs> but there's a there's a uh, Steve Lukather guitar solo in there, the guy from Toto. Oh. He played like half the solos in that era. He I did not know that he was that on that. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's a great... In his book, there's a great story about him showing up to the session <laughs> And the producer going like, here's a song. And he's like, this is literally the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and the guy was like, no, it's going to be huge. And he's like, no, 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 it's not. It's like, no way. <laughs> no, it's not. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. She's singing Let's Get Physical. Like, <laughs> it's a song about exercising, but like trying to be sexy. It's a, uh, sometimes it's those it's a simple, simple message that connects to people. You know what's in that song? <laughs> Do you know this thing where the songs go like, uh... It's all kind of like based on the, uh, on the, She came from somewhere back in the law. Oh. And then like for like five years after that, every song had this kind of like weird, kind of like... The, that's the, the kind of like up and down suspension thing. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like like that. Yeah, I feel like she's got to be somebody's baby by Jackson Brown. Yeah, that has it. Now that you say that, kind of they're all flooding into my head for well, sure. <laughs> that song was so he loves like song of the year at the Grammys, album of the year at the Grammys. 
Really? The biggest song of the year, I think, was, was uh, oh yeah, that song was like, I was a kid, I was like 10 when that came out. Yeah. Inescapable. Inescapable, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what there, a fool believes. Now, 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 that's, now there's still the same, I mean, it, it's still the same way now. There's, you hear every, like, every main song. I feel like there's the, the these touch points, it, yeah. these musical things, like motifs like that. Like, you just always hear them the same way. 10 years ago when, when, uh, when EDM hit, like, ran into pop music real hard and then every song yeah. had the every song like every song was like an ecstasy flashback <laughs> oh my gosh yeah no that's that's i feel like now it's like the like the mumble rap like the <laughs> i knew i figured that's what i say it's in in the consciousness yeah. but no i hear i think now it's like the mumble rap like the everything has that same rhythm to it it's just so funny it's it's yeah. weird how i guess when something works everyone just tries to do the thing that they know is going to work the yeah. sure bets you know look at all those uh, beetle bands yeah <laughs> jesus christ like there's an industry yeah absolutely i mean people yeah people want to yeah and then it's uh and then it's like that relationship to how do you or you do that or you go really against the grain right and like, I think even making a record now, a full length record is kind of in some ways just doing the anti- antithetical thing to what we're yeah. supposed to do in the music. Like now we're all singles, everything's singles. But, uh, but that's kind of, you know, when, when we decided to like, let's make a full length record, it was kind of like, let's do that. Th- Cause that's what I want to hear. I, yeah. I, I want to make an album for people that like albums. Cause yeah. that's what I am into. It seems like there's. We're hoping that we that that gambit pays off and we get those music nerd fans that are really yeah because <laughs> there's probably a degree that people can uh, can appreciate specifically doing the quote unquote like wrong thing to do you yeah, know? yeah yeah <laughs> uh, so yeah it's, it is interesting though the, all these trends you see um all right so the single wrong bird this is gonna drop on the Tuesday before this comes out so. uh, it's oh, okay gotcha. Uh, yeah. So at 17th is when the song comes out? Yeah. yeah. That's Friday, mm-hmm. the 17th. You'll get to hear Western Hero, not Western Skies. You can find <laughs> you guys at wrongbird.bandcamp.com and you can go see the band Saxon Pub Saturday night, November 18th, the single release show. And uh, yeah, if you yeah. don't make it there, then you can go to the the Central, yeah, Central Machine CMW, Works man, yeah. at, uh, on the December 2nd. Yeah, g- g- give us a stream. We'll appreciate it. Give us a stream, or maybe <laughs> buy it. You put, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do put it. We do put digital downloads. You know, I, I, I think people that that's pe- people do. I mean, Bandcamp, Bandcamp offers it. They do, so, yeah. So if if you like it enough to want to do that, well, that'd be even better. Yeah, yeah. And we're actually looking into. We're gonna try to. This might be a spoiler, but we're trying to get some uh, some singles made and on vinyl of this song. Oh, awesome! And we're gonna have a B side that's not anywhere Let online. Yeah, yeah. How'd you know? No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we AI'd our voice on "To Love Me Do," and that's what's going. Uh, no, it's a yeah, it's a song that actually is unreleased. It's probably not been heard. It's it's a totally new song called called Wh- "Whiskey Princess" is the name of the song, uh, and and it's not really been yeah, it's it's not available anywhere. It's going to be only on that vinyl. Okay. So you should you should get that if you want to hear a, an exclusive song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, dude, this has been great. Yeah, thanks uh, so much for having me, man. It's my yeah. fun time. And you can catch them with shiny ribs when they play concerts. Yeah, yeah, we're doing. Uh, 
and Austin were playing on the 30th of December at the Moody. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. That's going to be killer. Yeah. Oh, shit. And we're playing the 29th at 310. I was going to say like, oh, we could go up and see you, but no. Oh, yeah. Well, if, if you're free the, the next before. day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, dude, thank you so much for doing the show. Congratulations. Everyone check out Western Hero. It'll be available on Friday. And Mr. April, the single is available now. The record, the epitome from of uh, sorry, the epitome of the opposite is available now. And the EP, Who Is Wrongbird, both uh, both of them are fantastic. Get these records now. Go listen to them. And riffs and chips. Look out for the riffs and chips. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for doing the show. Right, yeah, it's right. a great time, you know, on the on the radio and the podcast. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> That was Eric Baker, his project Wrongbird, dropping singles as we speak. You can find the song Mr. April wherever it is that you stream and download music and at wrongbird.bandcamp.com. The song that you just heard and you will hear again in a minute, Western Hero, drops this Friday, November 17th. And they're celebrating with a release show Saturday, November 18th at the Saxon Pub. Go to wrongbird.bandcamp.com to find out more about them. And uh, I feel like I have a friend. I had a great time talking to him. I love you, Eric. I'm glad we're bros. Wrongbird. Western Hero drops Friday, November 17th. And hey, gang, don't forget, when you're, you're out there checking out Spotify and looking up Wrongbird and finding out what they're dropping or what they're lifting or what they're doing, uh, don't forget you can subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you find podcasts, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast. Ask your Amazon Alexa, ask your Google Nest, play How Did I Get Here by Johnny Gowdy, and they will do it, all right? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, people. Have a great week, whatever it is you're doing. Uh, Enjoy the rest of this song, Western Hero, and get it on November 17th, this Friday. Let's get down.
No, 